You're listening to Bowls Australia's official podcast, The Right Line, rolling you through the latest from the world of bowls. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast, episode 72 today. We are well and truly getting up there now, but it is a big show because the Nationals kick off tomorrow and we're very much looking forward to that event in Perth, October 6 to 20. Clive Adams is going to join us a little bit later on, former Pod Squad member, and he's going to chat about what's coming up and what it means to Bowls WA to be hosting the event. But before we do any of that and any of the Nationals chat, this is a chat that I've been looking forward to all week because Ryan Bester was one of the fairy tales of the World Bowls Championships, finally getting that World Bowls singles gold medal. And he joins me from Broadbeach. Ryan, thanks for joining me. World singles champion. Congratulations. And how does it sound? Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it, it sounds great. Um, obviously, after a couple of near misses, it's great to finally say yeah, world singles champion. Um, yeah, it just, yeah, it was one of the only events I really wanted to win and, uh, yeah, I'm getting 38 now, so I'm not sure how many more chances I'd have at it. So to finally, uh, tick that box off, it was, um, yeah, something very special and something I'll treasure for the rest of my life. Has it quite sunk in yet? Oh, uh, not really. Um, I think I've just been very busy at work. Um, after that, we ran the five aside here at Broadbeach, which I did not go very good at as a bit of a world bulls hangover. And then uh, I've just been busy at the job. At the moment, so as we start again, I'm going down to the Moama Pairs, um, so I'll be able to catch up with a lot of people. You know, they have to catch up. I might be able to celebrate a little bit there, and um, you know, I'm sure it will sink in though in the in the very near future. Just keep those celebrations going. And um, look, it was 2012 and 16 silver medal, bronze in 08, and then Com Games as well, sort of adding a little bit of pressure there with the 14 and 18 silver medal in singles how were your nerves before that final against gary kelly uh nerves are pretty good i was getting a lot of messages um that morning so then I just stopped looking at my phone and um just went for a walk in the morning um stopped in caught with the bulls australia crew just to make sure my parents and uh my family could have a good seats and then just went back and just listened to a bit of music and chilled and came and watched the end of the the ladies final and then i w- wasn't too nervous um I think the home surroundings, obviously, I, I was lucky enough to play in a showing open final. And, you know, the bleachers and all that were the same, and the rink was fairly similar. So just familiar surroundings really helped me and um, was, wasn't too nervous. Well, we'll get to that in a sec because it is your home club at Broadbeach that you play the final at. But the final itself, you and Gary Kelly went end for end for, I think it was 14 ends before Gaz actually broke the deadlock. Then he eventually led 16-13, before you went on an unreal run. But what was going through your mind at that point when you were down 16-13 and you were on the wrong end of the scoreline? And how were you feeling at that point and what was going through your head? Yeah, well, I got I got close in the, the, end, the direction that he was winning all the ends and I finally won an end going that way. And I, I switched my hand from the forehand to the backhand and I played, you know, four really good bowls. So next end, going that way, I played the back end again, I dropped the worst three of all time. And I'm thinking, oh, now it's 16, 13. And then it just, everything just kind of clicked. And I kind of did that in the, the quarterfinals. I was down seven, nothing. And then once I kind of just got that feel 
and then just kind of ran away with it, which, yeah, got the feel against Gear and hit a couple of good drives and, yeah, three twos and two singles and, yeah, it was great. Put, put my hands up. <laughs> I love how you remember what scores you got in those ends, but the drive, you mentioned it. It was, yeah. and, and I've seen it in person. I remember that the one thing that sticks with me is when you did that interview with Lindsay Clark at the BPL, I think it was at the start of 2022, and you did a masterclass yeah. uh, on the broadcast. Lindsay offered you a few goes at it. You said, no, 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 I only need one to hit the jack. Bear yeah. jack nailed it. And that's exactly what you were doing at Worlds as well. You had absolutely no issues finding your groove and finding your targets. Is that the sweetest that they've ever come out? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of about 15 years ago when I first moved to Australia and I used to drive a lot more. But um, I said in the afterwards, I've been driving a lot of backhand. I used to only go for and then doing a lot of backhand. And then the last shot to be uh, me and McLean from Scotland in the semifinal, I picked the ball out on the forehand and it came out, yeah, perfect. And then I think it was the third end against Gary. I went bare jack and just all the timing was really good and I don't think I missed one. But yeah, just... Yeah, mostly with, I always said with um, drives, it's all about timing. It doesn't matter if it's a 10-second green or 18-second green. You're still the same motion, and just the timing was perfect that day, so all the stars aligned. And, um, yeah, a bit fittingly, you know, over the career, a lot remembered for my drive, so it's good to they'll be on the on the record, and we have it on uh, on, on television that how I, how I could drive. <laughs> you definitely will, because it was absolutely sensational. Being there that day, I, I think it's... You can't understate how fast they were coming out either. It was sensational to watch. But you mentioned two hands in the air. There was clear elation after you won. What were your immediate thoughts when the match was over? Oh, no, hands up in the air. And then obviously me and Gary were good friends. And obviously I've been in that position as well. So um, we had a little bit of a hug on the green. And yeah, I said, well done and everything like that. And then just sprinted over to say my corner, as you'd say in, in tennis or anything like that. And Rachel was there to give me a big hug at Monica and especially my dad there. Um, Cause he's never seen me win a gold medal. So with Atlantic rim, age Pacifics and worlds, I've won five. And that was the first time he's been there. So when I won the world pair in 2004, there's a day break and he was thinking about flying over, but didn't. So I was glad that um, him and my mom were there. So yeah, just sprint over there with all the Canadian crew and yeah, just celebrated. And it was great. How special was it to share it with your family and have them there? Like, obviously, they're a big support network for you and um, to have them all on the sidelines there watching, you know, that that must have been amazing for your your crowning moment in your career. Yeah, just there, everything was perfect. Uh, my parents came down here, so obviously my son, Harry, he's only um, just going to be 16 months, so it could really help out Rachel. And everything was really smooth. I got to go home a couple of nights um, and Rachel's working to – be with the kids. So it was a good time to get away from bowls and get back to families, have that right balance. And um, it all worked out. So hopefully now I'll just have to tell my parents I have to come to the next World Bowls. Uh, well, maybe maybe Harry's luck. maybe Harry's the good luck charm. Who knows? But um, yeah. 16 months old, he's been there for one World Bowls Championships. You win the singles gold. But how special was it to – you've got the family there, but to be at your home club in your familiar surroundings, you mentioned before um, that it felt – like you've done it before because of that Australian Open final. I think it was in 2018. And, um, you know, how much did that help in terms of your preparation, in terms of your nerves, in terms of just being able to go through a routine that you've had before? Yeah, well, at Broadbeach, you know, we have so many great members and all that, and everyone was really behind me, um, which is fantastic. And in Green 4, where we have the Australian Open finals, we actually don't play on it that much. Um, 
but it's probably, you know, there's not a better green in the world. And, you know, both sides are wide and true. And, and like I said, I think having that experience of, of winning a major singles title on there, like the Australian Open, and, and the green was very, very familiar to that day, so I can still kind of draw back on that. Um, and, like, the previous, um, when I did come second, I always lost a, in the home country. I lost to Leif Selby in Australia. I lost to Sharon McElroy in New Zealand. Lost to Darren Burnett from Scotland in Scotland. Yeah. Lost to Disco in Australia. So, you know, it was a bit of my home ground advantage um, kind of compared to theirs. And the crowd was um, the crowd was quite even, which was great. Um, and But, you know, maybe that little bit more cheering for me um, really helped out. Definitely, and well, I think we can claim you now as the home country man. You do live here, and you do live in uh, in Broadbeach, so in, on the Gold Coast. So I think you can be claimed as that now. Gary Kelly's lost to the home country, even though he lives out here too. So. Um You've extended your status, and I'm going to label you as the GOAT of Canadian Bowls, even though there's a lot of great players, but you've won their only two World Bowls Championships gold medals. How does that sit with you? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Oh, obviously, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love you know, wearing the maple leaf. And, yeah, it was actually weird. Uh, went on Wikipedia and look, kind of looked at the history, and Canada, I think, came last, the first two World Championships in the singles. Um, but, yeah, it was quite special. Um one of my goals now, I think Canada's a 10 Commonwealth Games silvers. And so Canada's never won a Commonwealth Games gold medal. So hopefully the games go on in the in the future. And uh, maybe that'd be the last thing I kind of tick off. So, yeah, but yeah, obviously a lot of people in Canada helped me out when I was young. I moved down here when I was 21, um, but still talked to a lot. I got so many messages from all my friends in Canada and all the boys that um, still play when I was playing there. I think they've named a straight after you up there, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, my hometown. After I won the World Pairs, um, there's the bowling club in three houses. So they named it Ryan Bester Way, but probably should have been Ryan Bester Drive. Well, that's what I was thinking as well. Maybe they need to change that now that you've won two or make another street with your name and call it Bester Drive. Yeah, but but, but obviously uh, moving to Australia, this is where, you know, if, you, if you're good at balls, this is the, the best place for how all the big events are run in the green. So I think Gary Kelly think, you know, Australia for welcoming him and I thank everyone in Australia for welcoming me here and um, yeah it's still still Canadian but still love living here and playing in all the great competitions here. Uh, Ryan you're an absolute star and it was I, I, I think there was Lindsay Clark's fairy tale on the Sunday and then there was your fairy tale in the afternoon and it was I, I don't think there was a dry eye at Broadbeach that day to see you finally tick off that box and, and get that World Bowls Championship singles gold medal. You well and truly deserve it, mate. Everything you've done in your career, it's, you know, it was the crowning moment. And thank you very much for sharing some of your insights with us on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure and congratulations again. Yep, thank you. Anytime. Ryan Bester joining me on the right line. Really interesting to see what he had to say about the World Champs, the relief and elation when he finally put those hands up in the air as a world singles champion amazing wasn't a dry eye at broad beach that day and joining me next the one and only clive adams he's going to talk about the nationals as he rejoins the right line very much looking forward to this one fast fun and for everyone bowls australia's social bowls program jack attack is like barefoot bowls but better Jack Attack is the perfect way for beginners to get into bowls, with the short and sharp format suitable for people of all ages. Head to jackattack.com.au for more information. You're listening to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast. Val Febo here with you, and a big thank you to Ryan Bester for joining me in the previous segment. But without further ado, 
this man was a big part of this show and will forever be a big part of this show. And he's back in the chair at the Nationals, the ringside live chair. He's chomping at the bit. The smile is from ear to ear. His name is Clive Adams, ringside Clive, former, well, still Pod Squad member. We can't call you a former because you're back on the show today. How are you, mate? Yeah, Backstreet's back, Slim Shady's back, and uh, so is uh, so is Clive Adams back on the right line. Great to be back, Val. <laughs> now, thank you for joining me. And uh, how excited are you for the upcoming Nationals? Because they're in Perth from tomorrow, the 6th of October until the 20th. You're going to be at the forefront of the action, both on and off the green. Um, how excited are you? Because this is a massive fortnight. Yeah, definitely. There's there's probably some nervous energy at the moment, not wanting everything to go right. You know, where um, where all the preparations have been done, and um, probably just making as I say, just that nervous energy of wanting everything to go right. But I'm sure it will. The preparations the preparations been fantastic, and I, I guess with all of these things, they come up fast in the end. You know, you you have that lead up, but then they come up fast, and uh, there's plenty going on here in WA. We're not far off the actual, the, you know, the season starting, so there's plenty going on there. So this is just a wonderful way to have the Nationals here for a fortnight. It's just a wonderful way to see the season in. So good. And and what does it mean to Bowls WA to host it? Yeah, it's, look, it is it is big. We don't get these opportunities that often. You know, I think we're talking about eight, about eight years ago that um, that WA had the, the side series. Um, we did have the Australian Champion of Champions at South Perth just uh, about three years ago, which was a wonderful event. But um, you know, events of this magnitude don't just don't just land on your shores. So it's, you know, it's it's huge thanks to Tourism WA and and uh, and the government and of course the City of Joondalup, where our three wonderful clubs are based, that uh, that have made this happen. So really great. And yeah, it, as I say, to to see everybody travelling to us for once is actually yep. quite nice. Well, yeah, uh, Cody Packer was on without bias, and he said instead of an eight-hour travel day, it's an eight-minute travel day for him. So it's uh, yeah, much easier. Not much, not much different for me actually, Val. Um, the uh, Sorrento Club, which will host the uh, the side, the Open Sides Championship, is uh, I think Cody's got me by a couple of minutes. I think it's probably about ten minutes for me. <laughs> oh, it's not bad at all, considering it's a four and a half hour flight from Melbourne. So absolutely brilliant. But more than thirty gold medals up for grabs across those three clubs: Joondalup, Sorrento, and Warwick. Um, how much work has gone into the event from those three clubs? Because, you know, seeing last year a, a mountain of work went into the Gold Coast Club. So this year I can imagine it'll be very similar. Yeah, I guess, you know, we've had some wonderful people at the helm of organising for the clubs. You know, there's been some key people involved in bringing together volunteers to make sure that everything happens smoothly. And I think that's probably been the biggest task is getting those volunteers together. Um, There's so much that goes in and I think it's easy to forget. It's easy to just watch an event and say, oh, yeah, well, everyone's playing. That's great. But there's so much that happens behind the scenes to make all of that actually actually flow. And, you know, we've we've worked hard with the with the local clubs to to help them as much as we can. But they've been they've been fantastic. Some really great people um, making sure that everything's organized. And I think we're we're poised for a wonderful nationals as a result. There's a phenomenal reputation around these three clubs. What makes them so special? Yeah, certainly. I mean, these clubs are all associated with success. They've all got uh, all got strong memberships. Um, you know, if we if we look through the three clubs, you know, Joondalup 
is into Premier League for the first time uh, this season coming. So what a way to launch their efforts into Premier League locally than to have, you know, the the, the over-60 side series, the senior side series there, as well as the Australian Championships. If that doesn't get it flowing for the club to have a fantastic foray into the Premier League, then I don't know what would. Sorrento's been a, a club of the year multiple times in uh, in recent years and continues to to be a uh, a beacon, if you like, for great club management. And and Warwick, Warwick's a, a, a wonderful club with so many members, such a strong membership and a dedicated membership. Um, the the three clubs are are, gra- are a great choice. And how much does it help the WA players? You, you know, we mentioned that the lack of travel that they need to have or that they have compared to everybody else. How much will it help them in terms of their own preparation and um, and how they're looking for the tournament? Because just not having to sit on a plane for such a long time would definitely be a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, sleeping in your own bed. I mean, where oh, we yeah. are, we are staying at home, so we are able to sleep in our in our in our own bed. Um, so that's that's an advantage for for most of us. There'll be some that are still travelling from country areas and th- things like that. But so that's the first one. But certainly, you know, the the, the usual issues that come from travel. You know, you. It's very rare that you just get on a plane and travel across the other side of the country and something doesn't quite go awry or something doesn't quite work the, the way it should. So, you know, we uh, looking back, you know, we had a series in Adelaide where we thought it was just a, a, a straightforward flight from Perth to Adelaide. 2010 it was. Mm-hmm. A, a straightforward flight from Perth to Adelaide. We get to the airport. Flights are cancelled. The only way we can get to Adelaide that day is to fly to Brisbane, then fly to Melbourne, and then fly to Adelaide. And it took us, uh, it was 11 hours later that we arrived in Adelaide. So those are the sorts of things that can happen. Um, that's not going to happen on my 10-minute drive to uh, to Sorrento, Val. No, it's certainly not, unless there's a little bit of traffic, <laughs> but I'm sure you know the back streets around that you can uh, that you can navigate your way through. But Clive, you personally, you're back in the ringside live chair for the first time since, I'd say, BPL in February. How excited are you to reconnect with the uh, with the Bowls Australia listeners and viewers? Yeah, certainly very excited. I mean, I had the uh, I had the the opportunity to get over there and do the final stages of the World Championships, of course, which was which was a real buzz to be there for such a fantastic performance by Australia and and to see some different countries do so well as well. But um, you know, I love I love connecting with the audience. Um, you know that Val. Um, we we we've, we've got a family there, and I love yep. being part of that family. And um, I did make the decision, and it was my decision to move to a, a role with Bowls WA, which was always going to mean that some of that was uh, was reduced. Um, but it's great to to have the opportunity to reconnect with everyone. Um, we've got. We've got a great lineup of of commentators across the board. In co- of course, when we get to the side series, Lee Such will be back in the uh, host chair, and that's a name that a lot of people will be familiar with. Uh, a real character is uh, is Suchy, so he'll be uh, he'll be filling in during the side series when uh, myself and Peter Harris. Uh, are both engaged with uh, with the side series uh, from a playing and coaching uh, perspective for per- coaching perspective for Peter. So, uh, really looking forward to it, and um, yeah, I, I just encourage everyone to to tune in and watch some great bowls because it's going to be fantastic. It is, and just before we get to your on green escapades, uh, the role at Bowls WA, how's it been going the last few months? 
Yeah, it's fantastic. So I am in the operations manager role at, at Bowles WA and um, look, it's just a, they're a great crew to work with and, and you know, still dealing with a, a lot of the clubs as I did when in my regional Bowls manager role with with Bowls Australia uh, for the eight and a half years that I spent with Bowls Australia and there's certainly, um, you know, the fond memories of, of my time with BA but uh, carving out some great memories here at Bowls WA and it, it's... Um, it's been the off-season, but it hasn't been that quiet. There's been plenty going on in the lead-up to the Nationals. That's what you want. That is exactly what you want. But now, you're going to be in action in the sides. Who's on your rink and how much prep time have you had? Yes, so we've had we've had plenty of preparation. We, uh, we've had quite a few games at Sorrento uh, and a little bit of Joondal up as well across the uh, the initial selection process for the team and uh, so so that's been very worthwhile um i'll be i'll be playing third to Blake Nan of course uh, everyone uh, just about everyone knows Blake mm-hmm. these days and um, real character on the greens and had a lot of and had a lot of recent success so um, a lot of confidence there with Blake we've got Bill Bransma who uh, is playing second um, he's uh, he's going to notch up his 50th game for for WA in the process of this you, time around. Perth Suns coach too. Yes, absolutely. Yes, the new coach, and he'll do a great job with that. Um, comes from a footy coaching background, and when Bill speaks, it's always worth listening to. So a really great person to have on the rink. And Scotty Walker returns to uh, our WA side, uh, a guy that's been probably out of the side over the years, um, had some good performances at Australian Opens over time as well in both singles and pairs uh, disciplines. So Scotty brings a real solid uh, nature to um, to to the rink. So I think Blake made out that he had the oldest rink. Um, we do take the average age a little bit up with uh, myself, Billy and Scotty, all, all a little bit older than Blake, but um, no, really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be my 20th side series, wow. which um, I just had to pinch myself um you know, we've, we've got Barry, of course, playing his 400th game uh, coming up. We have Matty Flapper play his 400th game last year. 400 games is probably a little bit of a pipe dream for uh, for WA competitors because we don't get as much as much competition. But um, 20 years, I'm pretty proud of. It's pretty unbelievable, and you are young at heart, Clive. So I think the <laughs> the the young heart age, I reckon, is pretty low. So that's fine. That, but WA hasn't hoisted the Alley Shield since 1999. What would it mean to you? This is one of the pinnacles of Australian bowls. So for you personally, if you were to win one, what would that mean to you in your career? Well, first off, I made my debut in 2000. So oh. they won it in 99. <laughs> and I made my debut in 2000. I had a couple of years off where I didn't quite hold my spot and then been back in since 2003. But but we we went close. We went particularly close uh, one year down in uh, Rosney Park in Tasmania where it, it felt like that would have been the one, uh, and it didn't quite happen. So to do it on home soil would be incredible. There's no no doubt about it. Um, the the uh, the women's side had success in 2010 uh, with a remarkable performance where they won 19 and a half rinks out of a possible 21, which wow. is just an amazing performance. Um, New South Wales women's side won 19 last year, so uh, just shows you how hard yeah. it is to do. But yeah, so so to do it on home soil, we, look. We, we are a state where people do get out and support. Um, I'm looking forward to some great crowds at, at, at the venues throughout, um, and they'll be right behind the WA team. So that's going to be a buzz. I can't wait to hear the crowds on ringside because you, uh, Cody Packer also spoke about the raucous fans that can come out. And um, you do get some 
pretty boisterous support when you head over to the eastern states, but I can imagine this will be something completely different when uh, when Western Australia takes to the green. But Clive, we've got a little bit of fun. Since you left the show, I started a little tradition at the end of every interview. I don't know if you've heard it before, but it's called short I am ends. an avid listener. Oh, I am an avid so listener. So you're the one. You're the one that's kept yeah. listening since everybody's dropped off. But um, no, it's uh, it's called short ends, and I'm going to ask you a few short fire questions and just first answer that comes into your head, go for it. Now, do you keep your chocolate in the fridge or the pantry? You know my answer to this. I forgot. I'm a fridge man. I'm That's a fridge right. Man I think we've had this discussion on ringside. Now it's there all are coming back. Exceptions, though. There are other rules. If okay. it's a Mars bar, no good in the fridge, right? Because it yep. goes rock hard in the fridge. Yep. That's no good, right? Yeah. But uh, anything with a soft center maybe maybe can stay out of the fridge, but otherwise it's got to be in the fridge. Okay. Fair enough. I, d- I disagree, but fair enough. I know you uh, do. What is th- your biggest pet peeve? And don't say chocolate out, chocolate in the pantry. <laughs> Um, pet peeves, probably, it's probably unreliability, you know, people that are unreliable, they say they're going to do things and then they don't quite, uh, don't quite deliver on that. So that, that's probably the, the, the pet peeve. There's a, I've probably got a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think everybody does. The best answer I've had for that was Olivia Bloomfield when I asked her what her biggest pet peeve is and she goes, people. And yeah. <laughs> that just, that sent me, um, favorite non-bowls athlete. Uh, these days, it's 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 probably uh, BC Bryce Cotton for the Wildcats. I reckon. Very nice. Very nice. Very 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 good representative of sport and uh, superstar to watch on the on the court. Oh, I can second that. Your do you prefer a beach or a city holiday? Yeah, I'm not much of a swimmer, so I'd probably say uh, I'd probably say city where there's a where there's a bit more happening. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. You're a Vegas man, aren't you? A bit of a casino. Uh, yeah. Head to the casino. <laughs> You just named the city. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, um, are you a morning or an evening person? Evening. Yeah, I'm the same. Now, Clive, we've spoken a lot on ringside and on the right line about your favourite snacks, and you are a man that does like a few. I'm the exact same, and we often share the lollies on uh, on ringside, but what's your favourite? Oh, dear. I, I, I've... I'm, I've got to cut down the chocolate these days with the type two diabetes and stuff like that to worry about. So, um, uh, my favourites, my probably my favourites, probably just some straight dairy milk chocolate. To be honest, okay. I've just got to be a bit careful with how much I have these days. I thought you were going to go with the Mars bar then, but no, I'd probably go Freddo actually. Freddo, probably okay, a nice a nice pineapple Freddo or something like that. Yum, pineapple yeah. Freddo. I don't think I've ever tried the pineapple Freddo. Yeah, it's um, a winner. Chomp, very nice. Chomp's another one. I Chomp's do love one. a good chomp. Chomp is very yeah. good. <laughs> that actually worked out very nicely. But the best thing about Perth, Clive? Best thing about Perth, hopefully over the next few weeks, is going to be the weather. It looks amazing. It looks looks like we're going to be uh, – I don't want to jinx anything, but the 14-day forecast looks pretty promising. So, look, we, we, have, we have beautiful conditions, even our winter. I mean, it doesn't really – Really get cold. Like we, 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 it's all what you're used to. But um, I, I guess the, the beautiful conditions we have and the beautiful greens that we have are fantastic. Sensational. And finally, what is the best match of bowls that you have ever called? Yeah, I, I think you know the answer to this one. It's definitely uh, David Mins and uh, frankly Frank uh, Krislovich that put together an amazing performance at the Australian Open. The para. Uh, singles event that we covered, which, you know, we got we got lucky because we weren't even supposed to be covering that game. 
No. And the two of them put on the most amazing performance. It's definitely the best match I've ever called. There'll be a lot of close runners up, but that's uh, that's the one. What a, and I, I know David Mins is going to be in action in the over 60s side series um, coming up. So looking forward to seeing David in action again. He's a superstar, David Minns. It was the 2022 Australian Open uh, men's uh, multi-disability singles final. So uh, have a look at that. You can go back and watch on Bowls Australia's Facebook page and uh, have a look at the match because it was quite dazzling and we were watching from the other from the other green. We had the stream on and it was magnificent in every way. But Clive, good luck over the next fortnight. Thank you for joining me both uh, on and off the green. You've got a lot to do, but... Yeah, if the Alley Shield does fall your way, uh, I think everybody in Australia will be pretty pleased for you. Yeah, it's been awesome, Val. Great to be back on again. When a hundredth episode rolls around, I want an invite. All oh, right. you'll be we'll, on. We'll, don't uh, worry, we will celebrate. You'll be on. We're on episode. This is seventy-two today, so we've still got a fair few. I reckon uh, halfway through next year, we'll be uh, we'll be well and truly on track for that hundred. But uh, thank you again, Clive, and good luck over the next two weeks. Pleasure, mate. Clive Adams there joining me on the right line, doing wonderful things at Bowls WA, as he did do for Bowls Australia and the right line. Looking forward to hearing the dulcet tones back on Rinkside Live uh, over the Nationals, October 6 to 20. All of the streaming will be done on Bowls Australia's Facebook and YouTube channels. There's plenty to get through over 30 gold medals on offer in Australia's West. Very much looking forward to it. That's about all we've got time for here on The Right Line. Big thank you to Clive and also Ryan Bester for jumping on in the first segment as well. And remember, you can follow Bowls Australia on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, X now. I guess you can't really call it Twitter anymore. It is X, uh, as well as YouTube and LinkedIn. In, not to mention subscribing to the right line. Make sure you give us the support as well here on Bowls Australia's official podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, you'll find us. But until then, it's been Val Febo here with you on another episode of The Right Line. We'll catch you next week.